afternoon and welcome to the 50 Stories of Transformation podcast series. I'm your host, Michaela Leji, and uh, I guess I should have started that by saying, you know, good morning as well. I mean, podcasts, that's the beauty of them. You can listen anytime you want um, at your convenience. So, uh, you know, whatever time it is, thank you for tuning in. Now, if this is your first time tuning into this podcast, you're not really sure what it's about, here's a quick rundown for you. So this podcast is sponsored by the Baptist Resource Network, and it is devoted to sharing the awesome transformative work that God has done and is doing uh, through the BRN, uh, Pennsylvania, South Jersey region specifically. Um, so each week we're interviewing a pastor or a campus minister or a missionary or an executive board member, whoever's on the list uh, for that week and has been a part of the BRN, uh, we're talking to them and just you know chatting with them about you know the transformative work that they've seen God do in their lives. So that's kind of your quick little rundown um, uh, on the podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, thanks for giving it a listen. If you're a faithful listener, thanks for coming on back. So this week we're on story number 17, and this one uh, hit home for me, quite literally. Uh, I'm located in the Erie area, and I had the opportunity to interview three pastors from three churches in the Erie area. And those pastors are Pastor Todd Cyphers, who is the pastor at Mill Creek Community Church, Pastor Brad Wingler, who is the pastor at Edinburgh Community Church, uh, which just so happens to be the church that I attend. Um, uh, But don't worry, I'll remain completely unbiased through this whole interview. Um, The interview portion, I did say. uh, So ECC is the best. This is just the intro. Um, And Pastor Jim Hodge, who is the pastor at Harbor Creek Community Church. Now, you probably noticed as I'm saying those, um, they all end with community church. And um, there's a purpose behind that because they are a network of churches And all three of these churches are really devoted to uh, loving God, loving others, and making disciples. And so that's really their goal for the Erie area. So we're going to find out, you know, how that little network of churches came to be and uh, how they've just seen God work uh, throughout their years of ministry in the Erie area. So that's our agenda for the day. And uh, with that, we'll go ahead and jump right on in. Pastor Todd, Pastor Jim, and Pastor Brad, thank you so much for uh, taking the time today to meet with me and just talk about, you know, how God just formed this network of churches in the Erie area and how you've seen him just work through that. Uh, So to start, I just kind of want to ask a little bit of background on all three of you, if you could just tell our viewers, you know, um, what was your call to ministry like and how did you end up here in Erie? I think I have probably the, the, the most boring of all the stories. I just wanted a job. They, they have like these amazing callings that you'll hear. Uh, but I, out of college, felt called to ministry and applied to churches from Maine to Florida to Texas to Illinois. And they were the only ones who gave me a chance. <laughs> and uh, I was grateful for that, not knowing that, that we'd have such good friendships and relationships to come out of it. But uh, interviewed at several places and never really felt comfortable. And then uh, a church from, from Erie, Pennsylvania took a chance on me at 22 years old. And it's been one of the greatest blessings of my life. So, uh, so my, my calling would be that um, I grew up in a Christian home in West Virginia. Um, nothing about God or Jesus uh, impacted my life at all. As a young adult, I left home, uh, ended up in the military, uh, went to Vietnam, survived that, came back, uh, and uh, got saved in Columbus, Ohio uh, in 1975. Long story of how that happened, but nevertheless, uh, God captured my heart. 
Um, and a year after that uh, salvation experience, I went to the local pastor in Columbus, Ohio, and said to him, I really feel God wants me to preach. What do you think? And he said, don't do it. And it stunned me. And uh, I remember clearly saying back to him, well, Pastor Dan, I don't think I can't not do it. And he said, then you should do it. So that was my calling, and that was the affirmation, and uh, then 50 years uh, of ministry. Um, be 74 in July, so almost 50 years of ministry, and uh, that calling is still very fresh on my heart. Wow, that's awesome. Pastor Todd, how about you? I became a Christ follower in 1985, <clears throat> and uh, by 1986, I decided to quit my job and go back to college. And while I was in my first semester, the chaplain asked me if I'd like to go to a Bible study with him. And while I was at the Bible study, he asked me to give my testimony, which I wasn't prepared for, but I did it. And then he said afterwards, he said, well, next week, would you help me lead the Bible study? So uh, he kind of, it's like throwing somebody that can't swim into the water to, <laughs> to teach them to swim. And I'm sure it was terrible, but I enjoyed it, you know, and so... Uh, over the next few months, he discipled me and helped me do lessons. And that was really the beginning of my calling is I began to realize that I had an inner desire to teach the word and didn't know what that meant, whether it was in school or being a pastor, I had no idea. Uh, but by the end of that next year, I knew that God called me to be a pastor. And I took a small, I took a small church of 50 people and while I was in school and uh, uh, hadn't looked back. And it's been a great experience. So how did you end up with that MCC? Is that yeah. the start of MCC? Okay, because MCC is the sending church for both ACC and ECC. Correct. So, okay. So that, and can you tell me how long ago that was again? Well, I met Dr. Ed Stetzer in the mid-1990s in our doctoral program, and he kept telling me that he'd like to have me uh, come up and learn how to start churches and help him with the start of this church, which he had started here at Mill Creek Church. So Mill Creek Baptist Church, which actually Barry Whitworth helped talk them into giving us the building. So they gave us the original building and we came up and uh, Ed came up and planted a church. And then I came here when it was two years old uh, because Ed really finally talked me into it. That's really how it happened. So through a lot of prayer, there's a lot of things with that, but I came up to help him with this church and help start churches. And about a year and a half later, a little over a year later, I guess, we started two churches on the same day, one in Meadville and one in Harbor Creek. Both of them failed, but that became the nucleus of how to start churches up here mm -hmm. in the Northeast. And uh, then we later uh, helped start these two churches, which uh, are doing really well. So Pastor Todd, you are the pastor at Mill Creek Community Church. Pastor Brad, you are the pastor at Edinburgh Community Church, which is also incidentally my church, um, but no bias in the <laughs> podcast, of course. Um, and then Pastor Jim, you are the pastor at Harbor Creek Community Church. Um, with MCC being the sending church of ECC and HCC, how did this network of churches in the Erie area kind of come to be? I know you kind of explained that a little bit, Pastor Todd, but um, really, like, when did the planting of HCC and ECC start? Well, uh, so um, kind, of, kind of a Quick summary there, um, my family and I were in ministry in Florida and we moved in 2005 back to Erie. My wife's an Erieite 
we thought we were coming back to plant a Southern Baptist church. That was really on my heart. I had people behind me from Florida that uh, were talking about support and all of that. And so we were looking for a church to serve in while we were uh, investigating the area, et cetera, et cetera. We ended up at Mill Creek Community Church in 2005 just to visit. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember clearly hearing uh, Todd preach and, and the praise team. And we felt this is exactly where we want to connect and serve while uh, we waited on God. And so he invited me to uh, a lunch uh, at uh, Bob Evans on 12th Street. And so we went there and I told him what was on my heart. And he said something that just stunned me. He said, well, we are a Southern Baptist church. And uh, so that shook me. I didn't know that. <laughs> Next thing is they uh, graciously invited me to be on staff here at MCC. So I've been on staff here uh, since 2005. That fast forwards now to 2017. Um, the Lake Point Church that MCC had started well over 20 years ago uh, had a, uh, a real horrific ending, uh, a very, very sad tragedy of splitting. And there were 20 people in that church that weren't a part of all the anger that were shepherdless. And uh, it just grabbed my heart, uh, those people did. So I went to the MCC elders and asked them permission to see what God would do in the Harbor Creek area with those 20 people. So that's uh, been four years ago this August. Um, so that's how Harbor Creek stand, uh, stood. So we changed our name from a, a Lake Point Community Church to Harbor Creek, so it's a new identification. So we fit, uh, I've talked to uh, a lot of the staff at BRN and, and SIN Network, we really fit the description of a replant, where Pastor okay. Brad is a new plant. Uh, but that's how Harbor Creek got its uh, start, with MCC again being the sending church, sending me there uh, to go be a shepherd there. Very cool. Yeah. And our passion being together so long was that if we planted churches, we wanted to do it somehow together. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a great idea or vision or necessarily something on paper all those years. It's when these opportunities came up, it, then we, we realized this was fulfilling what we already desired. And as they came up, we saw what God was doing. So really that's how the network birthed is as people got desires and saw opportunities, we just saw it fit with our vision of staying together mm -hmm and having the same, uh, the same DNA, you know, to love God, love others, make disciples. Very cool. Yeah, and for us at, at ECC, it was, Jim had started to, to start things at HCC in Harbor Creek and going through the process and thinking, okay, who's over there? Who can we help have uh, go with him and send with him and walk alongside him and, and support? And there wasn't a ton of, MCC attendees on that side of the uh, town. So we started looking and we looked at like the zip codes where Edinburgh is or around and there was like a hundred, I, I still remember there was like 160 people in those surrounding zip codes. And we said, well, gosh, there's a lot of people in that area coming. And now some of them are, were still closer to Mill Creek than Edinburgh, but they were in some of those school districts. And we said, there's a lot of people driving quite a ways to come to church here. Uh, we had several elders that were in that area. We had um, about 30 people who said, hey, we want to help plant a church there. My wife's family is a big part of Edinburgh. They have the, the Sheffield dealership, the Christmas tree farm. There's a greenhouse. I mean, they're just they're very invested. So 
where a lot of church plants you go and it's like you're going into the wild blue yonder and hoping for the best. Uh, we went, in a sense, home. We went where it was easy. We had more childcare to help with our children. We had more support than we had even 20 minutes away. So, so that was a, an easy step. Um, I'm still waiting for Barry to call someone to get us a church building. Uh, he hasn't done that. Same here. Same yeah, here. So if Barry's got any of those phone calls left in him, we'll take it. But uh, Barry, that part's for you. Yeah. <laughs> That's the part I'm going to get. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, can you edit this out? Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, and, and uh, with Todd, I, I think it had been on my heart just hired here as a youth pastor and then transitioned to different roles, whether it was executive or just really overseeing a lot of discipleship processes. I knew I didn't want to do anything different than what we were doing. Like our fingers, especially the three of us, our fingers are in so much of this DNA. Uh, I knew that if I ever went anywhere else, I already knew how I'd want to do it. So it was like I could, if I felt called somewhere else, I'd have to really change a lot of things more than mm -hmm. likely. Or when we sat down and said, well, should we start a church there? And we just make it a network and we have the same DNA with people with that DNA that, that discipleship pathway that we've poured hours and hours and months and months and years into to take with us. And uh, so it was just it was just something the Lord did and kind of he really just threw in our laps because like Todd said, it really, what we didn't say by this date we're going to plant this many churches. Uh, it was here was an opportunity and I think I think Jim and I just felt called and ready to do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Very cool how God just kind of worked that and so now, now that ECC and HCC have been open for, you said four years for HCC, and ECC is three years, correct? Uh, so our first unofficial service was Mother's Day 2018. So okay. So we did like a soft launch then, but we started September 9th, 2018. Okay. So we're like two and a half years. And so I went to uh, the old uh, Lake Point building in August of 2017. We went through a healing process mm. for months. So our official launch into the public as a new church, Harbor Creek Community Church, mm. was May the 6th of 2018. We actually left that building. Uh, it was sold. And we went to the Eastside YMCA. So we've been at that location with our worship since uh, May 6th of 18. We just celebrated our, our third anniversary of the public launch. Okay. All right. So both about three years. Correct. Um, so within those three years, and then Pastor Todd also being at MCC for, oh, MCC has been here for how many years? It, it's been here for 20, 26, going on 27. I've been here 24 of those years. Okay, 24 of those years. So um, how have you kind of just seen God work and transform the, the Erie area and just kind of see him start to just bring people to him in this in this region? I, know, I think one thing that's took place is, you know, there's been a resurgence of discipleship and disciple-making, and I, I'm, I'm very thankful that we've been a part of that. You know, we, we all here got burdened that we were seeing a lot of people make professions of faith, but not growing. Yeah. And um, we, we went to a lot of churches. We studied how they did what they did. We read a lot of books. We, we talked to, to a lot of people. And when we went to, and finally designed our discipleship pathway, uh, it really caught on here that people, people knew there was more. They just didn't know how to get there. So the pathway gave them steps, how to grow in Christ, how to make a difference in somebody else's life, disciple them. 
And one of the things that's happened in Erie is discipleship has become a, a word that is, a, is synonymous with us and, and people know that that's what we're about. And, and I'm, I'm really glad to be a part of that and see it happen. Not that we have it down or it's always perfect, but we aim for it. We, we want to make disciples who end up making disciples. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus' last words on earth should be our first priority. He said, go make disciples. He didn't say get people to make a decision or sign a card. He said, make disciples, and we want to be about that. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, that, I, I would just ride on that. It's, that was a really good transition for a church that that really didn't have that as a DNA, um, a church that was probably more about meeting Sunday and doing community service, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. But we decided, the three of us, a long time ago, uh, again, with all the things that Todd said, that our focus was going to be multiplying. You know, mm-hmm. people people actually discipling, uh, investing their time into another person who would invest their time into another person. And that is different on the side of the town that I'm on, mm-hmm. um, uh, which is a good thing. So, um, yeah, the loving God, loving others, and making disciples has made all the difference in the world for us as a church. I know, it, uh, you know that comes from... MCC, and I know that's exactly the way Brad's vision, his church vision is. So it's really cool that the three of us, when we're talking and, and you know, networking, we're talking about the same thing, just a different congregation. So that, that makes it nice. Yeah, and, and on the, and thinking of it like on individual levels, like Todd's talking about, we want to make disciples, and we do that individually, and for us, it was a big thing for our, our small group ministries, our, we call them community groups, those then multiplying because we would run into uh, a ceiling. We couldn't get more people and we would run into ceilings and we said, well, that was part of, I think, the, the birthing process for, for Edinburgh was we didn't have space in the parking lot. We didn't have space in our community groups. We, we needed to, to birth a new church. And, and so then in the, the multiplication of disciples individually, but the multiplication of small groups, to now it's the multiplication of churches. Um, I think that's been a big thing is seeing that happen and in our communities. Like for years, we were Mill Creek Community Church, but we had people coming for 45 minutes an hour away. Yeah. So it, it was just too big of a bite. Like, you know, <laughs> you, you can't handle all that. Mm-hmm. And so you have people... Uh, not able to grow in their communities and serve their communities because we're focused here. And so being able to say, now we have people in Harbor Creek, so we're going to love on that community. And then we have people in Edinburgh, we're going to focus, like we just don't do things in the city of Erie because Mm -hmm. we're 30 minutes away. And and that doesn't mean we don't care about the city of Erie. We help in in areas as we can, but our main focus is our community. We, we, and we did little things, right? Like right. We, we changed our logo, like Mill Creek's logo color scheme changed because it's in a community. Well, that community is a blue and a gray. Harbor Creek is in an orange and a gray. Jim wants it to be red because he thinks that's the color of Jesus, but, uh, <laughs> but that's just about carpet. Um, and, and we were red because uh, that's the way God had planned it. So uh, and nobody is jealous, I know. But... You know, even though those little tweaks for us made a yeah. big deal to see mm-hmm. a bigger picture of what God's doing, being discipleship focused. And we had a guy come uh, from 15 minutes away on Sunday south of us and said, uh, I heard you guys were at church about discipleship. And, and 
and so that's what I'm looking for. And so I think that's just kind of what we've been known for in the area. Absolutely. And having a network where we love, trust each other. Uh, when I hear somebody traveling a long ways, I'll say, well, Harbor Creek is closer, yeah. or Edinburgh's closer. And that's a good thing. And you want people to be as close to their community as they can be. Mm-hmm. And uh, having a network strengthens that vision. Yeah, definitely. So kind of just uh, taking a, the bigger vision of sharing God's word and focusing that in on a smaller area so that those individuals can go out and spread it in that community. So then, you know, the kingdom of God is just growing yes. in a larger capacity. Uh, but like in your communities, it might not seem like that all the time, you know, but it really is. Yeah, because wherever your kids go to school or wherever you're playing on a, a ball team of anything, you do make connections. To get those people to travel with you 30, 40, 50 minutes is very difficult. Yeah, they might come to your small group that's in your home, but they're never going to attend your church. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If they, you know, exactly. the investment's not there. Meeting the needs. Yes. And a lot, I feel like, uh, at least nowadays, it's like meeting the needs is meeting the convenience factor for yes. people. Yes. And we can fight against that or work with it. Yeah, exactly. I think that, that and you may have already touched on this, but it, that spills over also in the, in the serving aspect yeah. of the community. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's, it, it's more passionate, you know, in the congregation when you're talking about serving a school that's mm-hmm. next to your church mm-hmm. or uh, a police department or whatever it might be, as opposed to, in the day, there were people in my area of town that were driving all the way to this side of town on the west side. Well, when you talk about serving one of the local schools, it didn't connect because mm-hmm. they were clear on the east side. Mm-hmm. So, you know, God's perfect design was for these three churches to have a location that can really have an impact in that community, which mm-hmm. was big for us. Yes. Yeah, definitely. People will definitely care about something more if their hands and feet are already like in that, especially in a school capacity when they have kids there. You know, reaching that community becomes a little bit more important. Correct. Uh, All right. So um, the last question I have is what advice do you guys have for other churches kind of practicing a a similar model or kind of uh, looking to have a better network of churches in their communities? What kind of advice would you give them? Well, we have this patented, so you, we, we wouldn't know. Have to call for legal issue. <laughs> well, we spend a lot of time in prayer. We spend a lot of time in learning and study, and we got a lot of. We bent a lot of people's ears and listened a lot. So I, that was invaluable. We we did a couple of things here, like our we call them the LTG group. So. Neil Cole wrote a book about life transformation groups, and he, he wrote a book about discipleship. Well, that really became uh, the, the catalyst for what ended up happening here. But it didn't go well here because we weren't as prepared and we didn't listen well, you know, to God and to others. So I'd say to anybody, it, it's a lot of prayer. It's a lot of listening. Do, do, your, do your homework and listen to people who've been there and done it. The other thing, which was it was good just to do this today, is to be watchful for opportunities, to ask and then watch. You know, in faith, to watch. And we were asking and asking, and it did. And Brad and I, especially, because he helped develop a lot of the discipleship stuff, but we just would ask, and it just seemed like things were so slow at times. Mm-hmm. And it does seem slow at times. 
but when the opportunities came up, we were ready for them because we were being prepared. We were watchful, you know. And I don't know if I would have valued that as much as a young man. Now I value it to watch what God is doing and jump in on what God's doing instead of trying to force something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the final thing I got said here today is I think it was real important is you have to really be together with your core team. You have to find men and women that have the same heart, the same vision, that have your back. You know, we, we've had some ups and downs, but pretty much we get along most of the time because we're so committed to the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I see a lot of people, uh, Michaela, that aren't. Their, their team isn't together. You have to have the core team together, the same vision. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you know, one more thing is to fight through the downtimes because it, when you do something like this, or we would talk about it, we'd listen or go somewhere, and it all sounds grand. But we, we, some of our best times is when we'd sit down with a pastor or somebody and they'd say, well, for a year and a half, this didn't work, and a lot of people left. Mm. Our five staff left. Our, Two people that were key, they got up in front of the church and said, this will never work. We heard some stories from people like, oh, yeah, this could go bad, you know. And we were actually glad we heard those stories because they helped us prepare that you just have to keep persevering. Because it's not always good days that, you know, you present mm -hmm. something and you head a different direction. I think the other thing is we just, we stayed with it because of God's grace. Just stay with whatever God gives you. Yeah, and, uh, you know, again, very beneficial to me uh, during that whole time that, you know, we're praying and, 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 and really, really wanting to be sensitive to the leading of the Spirit. It didn't hurt that we had a young man who um, had a passion for discipleship and decided that he was going to get his doctorate degree in disciple making. And so Dr. Brad, really the passion for what he was doing in school touched us. And, uh, you know, that, that was extremely fruitful to, to, to know that we had someone on staff who was that passionate about disciple making, and we were as well, but we, we got to really walk with him in that. And it just, it was, it was a fever. I, I really, yeah. it just was yeah. a fever um, that I don't even know if we still have put the fever out. We're all still very excited in our churches about mm -hmm. this pathway of making disciples. Yeah, I think the advice is you should rely on each other. Eventually, what you see a lot of times is people splinter off and they end up doing their own thing. And the, the longer and the harder you fight to walk together, knowing it's not easy, knowing it's going to, you know, we're, I was just talking downstairs. Uh, I were, I'm preaching at Mill Creek in a couple weeks, and so that means that there's going to be extra people here. Well, that means we're going to we're gonna have issues with childcare. That means we're gonna, and so those are issues. <laughs> and so we, you know, it'd be easy to say, ah, let's just have someone else do it, or let's do this. I think fighting through those are helpful and relying on each other because there's there's definitely giftings. Uh, Todd has gifts that I'll never have, and Jim has gifts that I'll never have, and and, and I, I have gifts that they that are, will never have. And they're way ahead of me. So, <laughs> uh, but I think that those are things that yeah. like we rely on each other. Like if if. If, I, if there's someone in my church, like Jim is a gifted counselor, and if I, if I know that uh, I have this person with a severe issue or something it's just above me, I have someone I can call. Or if, you know, Todd planning churches or walking with other pastors, he's just a wealth of knowledge. I say, Todd, how will you handle this? Or, hey, I've got this person on staff, or I've got this leader. Uh, what would you do here? And, and I, I have those conversations. You know, the proverb, the cord of three strands, 
uh, is not easily broken. Uh, that, that, that's not just good for marriage ceremonies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it, you know, it is, it is very important in a network of, of leadership on any staff, but also when you get to a bigger thing like churches in a region. Because outside of us, the next closest church is over an hour away. Yeah. Yes. And so, so we are a network within a grand network that goes all the way to South Jersey, which is what six, seven hours away. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So if if we didn't have that locally, it, it just makes it tough, and it did it did make it tough for I think years because we didn't have other connections, and and you know in our region we just it was tough at times to partner, but now that we have that reminding ourselves like hey I, got, I have these guys in my back pocket yeah this is this is this is a resource now i don't have to go to a conference i can make a phone call i can go get coffee yeah yeah because another way to say it is a family of churches yeah. you know mm-hmm. and that's really what we are we're a family and uh, we share resources whether it's about children's ministry or uh, a video we found mm-hmm. and the little things add up to where you're not having to use all your time to do everything. Mm-hmm. You're not creating the wheel all the time. And that's been really good for us to, to be a family of churches. Well, I think that about wraps things up for us this week, but Pastor Todd, Pastor Jim, and Pastor Brad, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to just sit down and chat with us about the transformative work that God is doing in the Erie area and uh, through your network of churches. If you are interested in finding out more about Mill Creek Community Church, Harbor Creek Community Church, or Edinburgh Community Church, you can head online to www.millcreek.org. And uh, that will take you to Mill Creek Community Church's homepage. And uh, in the left-hand corner, there's also a little button that says Church Selector. You can hit that, and uh, that will take you to HCC and ECC's websites as well. So uh, you can check out all three churches. You can look at their Bible reading plans, their past sermons, um, and, and other cool information about this network of churches in Erie. So again, that's all available for you to check out online at www.millcreek.org. And then while you're online already, uh, you can go ahead and head on over to the Baptist Resource Network's website, www.brnunited.org. And uh, there you can check out the article that goes with this podcast, as well as all of the other 50 Stories of Transformation series that we've done up to this point. So uh, we're on story number 17, so there's 16 other stories just sitting there waiting for you to look at and to listen. So again, all of that is available for you to enjoy online at www.brnunited.org. Thank you so much for tuning in to another transformation story. I'll be back next week with another story, so keep your eyes out for that, um, or your ears, I should say, if you're tuning into the podcast. Um, But until then, have a great week, everyone.